Cusack on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. to think about it it is right here it is right now so strange how you doing today brandon stokely i'm doing great how you doing i'm doing pretty good man pretty good can uh can smell that can smell that weekend from here can smell that long weekend oh, that's right here, i, I kind of forgot about that uh at labor day on monday um that's always nice to have like when i played you know i played for 15 years like that you that's a work day sure you know that's that's a work day for us we right right you just got uh, made the football team and it's either you know it's it's say hey, it's game week you know most of the time i think is that like every time has it been game week um yeah does it fall yeah, on that week yeah. of the first game yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember if it if it did every single time but it's not like a day off like labor day is a day off for everyone else but like football you know some of those holidays like you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, you might not have the full day off unless you're, you know, with 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 Hackett, then they'll give you like three or four days off around it. And yeah, Hackett really would give Labor Day off. Hackett would give Labor it and just enjoy it with your family and Halloween off. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Want to go trick or treat with your kids? I mean, that's just part of it. But never really got a Labor Day, uh, right? Right. And it's just part of you know. I mean, a lot of people don't get Labor Day off. No, sure, no, right? you, no. People are still going to be working out there, um, but I like it having the day off yeah i like that long weekend so it's nice of course and it signals that it's the first week of the nfl season that's right man i i cannot wait i cannot wait and it was uh it was it was funny because you know i woke up this morning and you know i want to get the denver post and you know read about the you know the upcoming matchups and you know read you know the breakdown of the broncos and all the stuff looking ahead to the abs you know the television schedule came out yeah yeah up in the post what what is Stokely's ugly mug doing in the Denver Post? What the hell is going on? You filled your quota for 2023 with the Golf Digest. Yeah, I know. People just can't get enough Stokely, I guess. What I, is I, happening? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just minding my business, and I, people want to interview me this year. I don't know what's going on. Like, seriously. Like, but I was old news. You, you are. Washed That's why they're writing and... about you in the newspaper. <laughs> Uh, what is wow. this? What is this? Why are you guy? taking a shot at the newspaper? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love the newspaper. I'm yeah. one of the last of the Mohegans, man. I still read the paper from time to time. Grew up reading the paper. I was the only kid uh, that I knew that still read the paper uh, growing well, up in the 2000s. But what the heck? You lived in New York. What's that? It's because you lived in New York. What do you mean? And Figure it out. <laughs> no, teenagers weren't reading the paper in the 2000s, but there I was. So I still have an affinity for the newspaper. I like holding it and turning yeah. its pages, getting I some of the too. ink on I mean, my that's, fingers. That's that's the way I grew up. You know, you had to, the newspaper come out. And you you know, you, your mom would say, "Go get the paper," right? So you'd run out there and it'd be you all used to wrapped steal up from the neighbor. Oh. <laughs> Like, uh oh. Hey, uh-oh. I can see his. Run over there real quick. He's in the back it. kitchen. Go, go run out go. front. No, no, we got it. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but I, I, I love the newspaper also, you know, um, and that's. You just don't see it much anymore. Yeah, but but so 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 what was this about? They just wanted to talk to you about. It was like your. It's like Stokely's second act. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's kind of um, kind of yeah. like announcing you're half dead, a little bit. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm halfway through my uh, my life here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, midfield. I, I, I hope I hope I'm halfway through it. I'll take it. Trust me. I'll right. take that in a heartbeat. Um, uh, yeah, I just want to talk about the you know my my radio um, uh, career. I guess it is now and and how that came about and uh so i think i said a couple of good things about you in there did it did they put it in there and they better i don't know what i said. haven't had a chance to read it yet okay. to be honest with okay. you um i got a couple of people that sent it to me um and said it was a really good article uh, uh terry um terry wickerson that that does our um, yeah, terry wickerson. The, the hunting show and stuff um yeah yeah um he he sent me a nice text message about it had Very a couple nice. other ones last, uh, last night and so shout out to them but i haven't had a chance to read it but but got some good feedback on it and so that was that was nice well i'm glad you haven't read it because in hour number three i'm going to read it line by line and debunk it as oh. we go oh oh <laughs> all the falsehoods really okay <laughs> i can't wait for that <laughs> all the lies oh my gosh uh well i love it uh, kidding aside i i love it you deserve it you've really um you know, it uh, just crushed it. I mean, you just absolutely crushed it. And and, and Sean Keeler was the author. You yeah, know, Sean did a great job. Who, and yeah, who who didn't reach out to me for it? Uh, but I told uh, him that. Uh, so. <laughs> he wanted to. I said no, I don't want. So I said just don't even worry uh, about reaching oh out to gosh. him. He's really busy these days doing you know Fox News or okay. CNN Prime yeah. talking about the Nuggets yeah. and. All these national <laughs> hits he's doing, and he interrupts our golf round to do national ESPN yeah, hits, right? I mean, who yeah, does that? Yeah. But, you know, that's probably what he'll be doing. I don't think he has time for local media anymore. Well, I'll tell you, uh, uh, if, you if you're out and about uh, and, and you got a chance to grab the Denver Post, uh, do it. And maybe, like, bring it to a remote, have Stokely sign it, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, it's, yep. it's definitely a keepsake here moving forward. Um, and uh, I absolutely love it. And uh, so shout out, shout out everyone who read it. Shout out Sean Keeler. Shout out to Denver Post. Uh, I love it. Um, hey, real quick before we shift gears, I just have to ask you, did you see that scene in Nebraska last night where they packed out the football stadium for the uh, women's vo- volleyball I, it's, it's a scene like unlike I've, any, I've, I've ever seen. I saw, um, I, I didn't see like a video or pictures of it, but I saw the headline. I knew they were going to try to do it. We talked um, a little bit about yesterday, and then I saw the headline on ESPN where they broke the record like, yeah. for the um, the the most watched. Uh, what uh, what was the record? It's like it's like yeah yeah like the most watched volleyball contest was, of all time. I mean, it's like uh, they and, and, world record for women's. Can't read it all. Is it women's volleyball or women's? Uh, I think it's women's sports attendance. Yes, yeah, sports attendance. I wanted to make sure I got it right. Yeah, yes, yes, ninety-two thousand fans. Unbelievable! How cool is that? They did it at the football stadium, and you had ninety-two thousand fans come out and watch the women's volleyball team. I think that's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, how cool is that? Like them coming out like Look to the that. warm-ups, like wow. the old, like you know, the old Jordan, like. To rip it up, but like the, yeah, the old Chicago Bulls, um, you know, hometown music, they're walking out to that to smoke. I mean, it felt like an SEC football game in Baton Rouge on a Saturday night. Um, so, uh, I yeah, just, that was awesome. Tip of the cap to you know that that entire, and I know people around here hate Nebraska, but a, a cool moment that kind of transcends yeah. uh, the rivalry there. Right. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, we are happy to say that we are hanging out at one of our 
really what has turned into one of our favorite places here, especially in the Tech Center. Uh, it's Slattery's, and football is back. We're going to be here until 2 o'clock hanging out at Slattery's Pub and Grill. It's your neighborhood sports bar uh, and grill in the Tech Center for every game. Get here for opening weekend of college football. Cannot wait to talk about that a little bit later this hour. They open at 10.30 a.m. every football Sunday. They serve brunch until 2 p.m. every weekend. Uh, and the Community Spirit Vodka Bloody Mary is available all weekend long, and I know we love that. Yes. So we are here until 2 o'clock, anywhere in uh, the Tech Center uh, or beyond. Come visit us at Slattery's Pub and Grill. Okay, question about one of the main characters of this Broncos offense. Is Cortland Sutton ready for the Michael Thomas role in Sean Payton's offense? We'll take a dive into that conversation coming up next. Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Portland Sutton ready for the Michael Thomas role. Oh, Michael Thomas has his own little role, huh? You know, when you're Michael Thomas, you get your own role. Yeah, that's right. I think it's uh, about, uh, you know, who is Cortland Sutton and how much can he fulfill what Michael Thomas once was. I'm actually curious what Michael Thomas looks like because we're here and he's back healthy and it's been literally years since we've seen him out there playing at a high level. But when he was... Um, gosh, Stoke, he was as good as anyone in the game. Yeah, it's it's been like two years, though, um, and that's a long time. Yeah. So, you know, I still be a good player. I don't think he's going to be a you know special elite player, right? Um, and they had some really good offenses around him also. No doubt. There. So we'll see. We'll see. Ho- hopefully he can get back to form. Um, you know, you, you hate to see a guy – you know, missed a couple of years because of those, I think it's ankle or something, uh, injuries. Yeah, so. missed all of 2021, played only three games in 2022. And if you go back to 2020, all right, he only played seven games. So he has not had uh, a season where he played more than seven games wow. back to 2019. And we all remember that year, 149 Receptions. That is an all-time single-season record, over 1,700 yards. If he can even be 70% of that. You know, I, I said this to you. You probably forgot this. This is like six weeks ago. Like, I'm, I'm betting New Orleans over why, uh, eight and a half wins. Why Why did you have to say that? To say what? Like, you probably forgot this. Because it was very in-passing and short. Oh. Like, we, like, we didn't do some segment on it. But because I was talking to you about the, the strength of their schedule. Uh-huh. And then I read that New Orleans has one of the easiest, you know, by all these metrics, NFL schedules in about a decade. And they have a new quarterback who I believe, you know, is, is – you can win with Derek Carr. Yeah. You can win games with him. Uh, and I know Kamara is going to be sidelined to start the season, I think, for the first three. But in that division, with that schedule, I would not be shocked at all if New Orleans is a 10-7. and football team what's their over under over eight and a half okay yeah all right yeah so we'll see what that what, what it looks like but for, forget the saints here going down that rabbit hole it was sean payton who talked about Cortland sutton taking on michael the michael thomas role in this broncos offense um and that sutton had even spent time uh studying thomas's game film and peyton expects him to be you know the ex-wide receiver in the broncos scheme 
and uh, he, he made sure to say he, he's not asking Sutton to produce at the same rate as Thomas, but he believes Sutton's size and physical attributes align well with what the Saints wide out once upon a time brought to his offense in New Orleans. Okay. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I had me look. You know, is, is Brandon Stokely going to take over the Marvin Harrison role? You follow me? No. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, of course he's not. I mean, come on. There's like one. You know, Michael Thomas, like, I mean, a guy, like you just said, he set an NFL record. Did anybody else follow him there, set an NFL record for catches? Right, Michael Thomas was a special, special receiver. Marvin Harrison was a special, special receiver. So just because you put someone in a role doesn't mean they're going to go out there and be great or have a great year. You got to go out there and do it. The individual does. Not the, not the position. Everyone plays it. Everyone has an X on their football team. So it's not like some special wide receiver position that Sean Payton, you know, thought of and like he's like this this great inventor of this one spot that he put Michael Thomas in, and that's why Michael Thomas just had such a great year. I mean, plays the X. He's on the line of scrimmage, away from the tight end. All right, we, we had an X last year, right? And it was Cortland, and then it was Judy, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh. They want to leave Judy over there. He's starting to catch balls. It's like, oh, um, <laughs> So I just like, I don't know, man. I, I just want to see Cortland go out there and be productive, um, whether what, wherever he's at, right? I just think that's a little bit um, a little bit to do about nothing for me. Um, so because a guy's got to, whatever position he plays at, he's got to go out there and, you know, get open yeah. and catch the football yeah. and break some tackles. You know, all of those things that Cortland, we've seen him do before, right? So that's just kind of the way that um, I view that whole situation. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's fair. And, you know, <clears throat> I know you heard me, but I-, I did, you know, emphasize that Sean Payton said, we're not looking for him right. to produce no, yeah, like, yeah, like right. uh, 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 Michael Thomas. Cause that'd but, be but, you know, you're, you're, talking, you're talking about Michael Thomas's role and where he's at. He's going to play that role. The X. Well, we, we, we had a Michael Thomas role last year. Yeah. We had an X, and the X is away from the tight end, uh, the way from the strength of the, you know, 90% of the time you can always have two receivers, one's the X and one's the Z on the same side of the football. But most of the time, if you just line up in your, your you know, two, your, your two-back, two-wide receiver set, you know, and you say, I right, okay, the, the, the Z receiver goes to the right with the Y tight end, and the Z's off the football. And the X goes away from that. He's on the football. So the X is usually your bigger, more physical wide receiver. Your Z is usually your shiftier, quicker wide receiver. But nowadays, everything's so interchangeable, and you see so many different formations and stuff. Um, that's that's kind of a little bit of a breakdown of the X and the Z and the Y. No, and I think that's valuable um, for, for our listeners who didn't, you know, grow up playing football. Um they're very similar in size, and that's what Sean Payton was sure. also, you know, pointing to. Uh, Michael Thomas, uh, six foot three, two hundred and twelve pounds. Cortland Sutton, six foot four, two hundred and sixteen pounds. So literally four or five pounds difference. One inch. Cortland Sutton's a little bit bigger. I'm just wondering, man. It's funny because Cortland Sutton hasn't had a a true legit NFL wide receiver number one. Since the last time Michael Thomas was producing, yeah, it was 2019, and so I just wonder though. You know, you said, "Hey, uh, d- did we have someone in the Michael Thomas role a year ago?" Yeah, of course we did. But does it 
does it represent something different when it's in Sean Payton's offense? Sure. And if I he, hope so. If he views him like that and he sees Sutton as a part of his vision, you know, um, it's not going to be, you know, 149 catches. Could it be 90? That would be nice. I just, yeah, I, I think I don't want people to listen to those comments and, and read into it that, you know, we're expecting Cortland Sutton to, to have that type of year. You know, 120 catches, 100, you know, that that no, that no. kind of special year. So I um, I don't want people to read into it and think that, uh, you know, just because that, you know, Cortland Sutton is with Sean Payton, he's going to be in that Michael Thomas role, that it's just going to be a magical, magical year. That's not the case. That's that's not that's that's not how it works. But hopefully, hopefully he can have that, you know, I mean, what would you take right now? I mean, you, you said 90. I mean, 90 is a lot. That's a lot. I mean, yep. I, I would take 75, 80, I think. How many did he have last year? Do you, do you have 64. Yeah. I mean, I'd take 75 uh, catches. I think that would be a good year for him, right? So, so would I. And, 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 and I'm answering that question like, yes, I'll take it with the understanding that Judy's coming back in pretty short order and will probably lead the team in targets. But actually, you want to know what, man? I. I, I, I've been thinking a lot about this, actually. and <clears throat> In the shower? or like I've been thinking been, about it in the shower. You and Jerry? I've been thinking about it in the shower. And Uh-oh. I think there is there is a grand assumption that Jerry Judy's the number one wide receiver on this team, and I don't know if that's the case. I'm talking both guys healthy. I, I, I understand why folks would – say that and, and and they may be right and you've often said through the years and of course you're spot on like hey these guys don't run around with halos on their head this guy's the number one this guy's the number two and like you're dictated one to the other every t- single time um but you want to know what man i remember the start of last season and russell wilson looked for one guy more than any other to a detriment and that was Cortland Sutton. And I know Judy came on at the, at the end of the year, but if both of these guys are Uber drivers uh, and I see their reliability rating and both of them are coming to pick me up, I think I want Sutton as my driver just because I know what I'm going to get more oftentimes than not. Okay. And I um, think that trust for Sean Payton could manifest itself throughout the season. Right. I, I You know, I can't give you a ton of pushback on that. It's uh, and, and then you look at, you know, the way camp was going for Judy. It wasn't any kind of special camp. No. Right? So, um, and now he's missing time, valuable time, that you continue to develop that chemistry uh, with your quarterback. So it, it, it's going to be interesting. And, and we didn't get to the Judy um, conversation yesterday with the time that he might be uh, missing. And, you know, it's assumed that it might be one or two weeks uh, into the season, but. I think Schefter said it, it could be a little bit longer than that. So, you know, obviously we, 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 we can react to that at, at some yep, point. For sure. Uh, but you're right. You know, it's it's almost one of those things where, you know, you're a first-round pick and it's potential, potential, potential. At some point you got to do it consistently. You can't just do it, you know, three or four games a year. We're going into year four. You're right. We're going you're into right. year four. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have that conversation in more earnest here Um uh, a, a little bit later uh, in today's show as we're live from Slattery's Pub and Grill in the Tech Center. We're going to be here until 2 o'clock if you want to come by and say hello. New TV set up in here. Sweet. It was already good. Now it's great. Um, so consider making Slattery's your home for college. No, it's and already great. Now it's extra great. It's, that was great. Now it's extra great. Right. There you go. Good clarification there. Uh, they got you set up, man. They, they absolutely got you set up making your college and pro football home this fall. All right. Speaking of which. 
something is happening right now. For the first time in nearly a decade in one of our favorite sports. Hang tight. We'll pass along what you need to know coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Welcome back to it. Happy Thursday to you. Hopefully your week is rolling downhill. We appreciate you spending uh, a sliver of your day or a chunk of your day, however you get down with us here on Stokely and Zach, as we sit live from Slattery's Pub and Grill in the Tech Center. Uh, Stoke, something is happening right now for the first time in nearly a decade in one of our favorite sports. The Blue Moon? The Blue Moon. The blue moon. It was a blue moon. Was there? I think it was last night. Is that right? Yeah. You never saw that? It's like, no. Like it happens like every Isn't that like old, old 15, song? Isn't there an old song, Blue Moon? Right, Brian? Is that, am I correct? It was yeah. a super moon, blue moon. Okay. Um, yeah. I, 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 I missed the blue moon. You didn't um, see it? Yeah. But I didn't see it either, but I knew it was happening. So I, I, usually you're on that stuff. Like, you're the National Geographic guy, the whale guy. Like, you always have some facts. So I thought for sure you would be all over that. Like, no, taking pictures of it. I stuff missed and, it. Okay. I missed it. But speaking of Blue Moon, for, yeah. for once in a Blue Moon, and I'm talking once in eight years, for the first time in eight years, this is pretty wild. And it, and, and it speaks to the top heavy nature of college football. And that's what I'm talking about here. We love college football, right? Yeah. Do you realize right now, is the first time in eight years that odds makers anointed a team other than Alabama or Clemson as the preseason favorite to win the national championship. Yeah, that's remarkable. I mean, what a run for those two schools. Wow. Um, doesn't mean that they've won it every year, right. obviously. Right. Uh, but what a run. I mean, to be projected to, and, and, and picked to be the number one team in the country heading into the season, those two teams for eight straight years is just remarkable. Really, yeah. really just remarkable. Like there was never an Ohio State that snuck in. Right. Like, there was never a, a Georgia, LSU. LSU. I mean, there's I mean, a lot of good football teams out there. Yeah. Man. But, I crazy. mean, you, you think it's just, like, so crazy to forecast at the start of the year for seven straight seasons, it's been either Alabama or Clemson. That's it. That's the list. And now that has changed. The streak is over because your guy, Kirby Smart, and his Georgia Kirby. Bulldogs. <laughs> Firmly the consensus betting favorite to win the college football playoffs at nearly every sports book around the country. Um, it just what a run they're on right now, right? Going for a three-peat. Kind of have uh, dethroned Alabama here the last couple of years as, you know, um, the big dog in college football. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can pull it off. Uh, so it's uh, – but it makes it fun now. There's another team out there. That um, is in the mix. Yep. So I, I I love it. Can't wait for it. And we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. Obviously, they got a new quarterback this year. That's right. Uh, they lost a lot of they did. a lot of their defense. I mean, all those guys went in the first round. It felt like so. You know, I mean, I guess they are reloading and restocking like Alabama and Clemson have done uh, over the past decade. I, I heard someone say it like this recently. They said, "You know, when you lose that much, right. and you're Georgia." 
and you're not le- uh, uh, anywhere close to leading the transfer portal, you got some dudes who are waiting in the wings. Yeah. The, that that reload, that true blue blood reload, uh, waiting down there uh, in in Athens between the hedges. So they're the favorite uh, to win it all, and and of course uh, Alabama's up there as well. Um, How do you like that? Uh, you personally, um, as far as it, it, when it like I, I like it. I, I mean, I, that, that there's another team in the mix here, right? And you want you want a little bit of parity, don't you? I mean, I don't want to keep seeing Alabama. I, I don't like Alabama. I didn't mind Clemson. Uh, I like Clemson. Why don't uh, you like Alabama? Uh, I don't know. Just because they came on the scene and they were dominating for so long, and then it was Clemson that kind of mm-hmm. took over and gave them, you know, some some great games and won a couple of them. And it's like, okay, now you pull for Clemson, all right? And now George is in the mix, so now you have a little bit, a lot more, you know, parity. I, I want to say. Uh, I, I just didn't like seeing, and, and I, I wasn't like the biggest fan of Nick Saban. I think uh, is kind of what it was, and just how he went enjoying a little bit more. You yeah, know? just don't be so grumpy. Yeah, that's like, one so, part about him. Yeah. I, like you look at Dabo, and he's so much more likable. Mm-hmm. You look at Kirby Smart, he's so much more likable, uh, right? So they're easier teams to pull for. I don't know. That's where I'm at. Where are you at with those three? Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I, I love a, another team in the mix, and I love that the other team in the mix is a massive brand. Like the Georgia football, um, this is not a you know like you know Oregon coming up on the scene. Like this is a this is a monster brand where you know Herschel Walker played and so many other great players. Um, and I love that there's this you know Kirby Smart is a is a Nick Saban disciple. So I love the dynamic between the right. two schools. Um, and yeah, of course I love that another uh, a team is firmly in the mix at the top. And you know. Uh, I'm not going to tell you I'm rooting for Georgia to win the national championship because they've won two in a row. There's no precedent for three in a row in, in modern college football. That wow. As great as the uh, Alabama's run was or Nebraska's run or fill in the blank, um, we haven't seen a team go for three straight. I guess I'm not rooting for it or against it. I just want to see a great season with a ton of questions and a ton of, ton of teams jockeying for position. I'm hoping LSU is one of those teams. I'm hoping Florida State is one of those teams. Um, so – We'll see what it looks like, but Georgia has such a such a uh, has such such short odds. They're plus two forty to win the entire thing. Anyway, we're preseason for them to be such a like plus two forty in the SEC with yeah. some really good teams like, all around them. Are you kidding me? And then Alabama's right next behind them, followed by Ohio State and then Michigan. Um, Tonight. And with a quarterback, that that's going to be a first-time starter, that's I right. would assume, right? Because yep. it's been Stetson Bennett. He's, yep. We saw the disaster that. Um, uh, of a game that he had against the Broncos last week, but so they got a new opening day quarterback. They do on on top of all they of do. that, and so does Alabama. That's right. So I mean, it's it's going to be really fun. Um, but tonight, and LSU doesn't. They got their guy back. They they do have their guy back, and, and that team that team got so much better through the season a year ago. I mean, look at them year over year b- before Brian Kelly came. That last year was that was Coach O's last year, right? I mean, they was just like. You couldn't even recognize that program anymore from two years prior. Nah, girlfriend's the, kids out there practicing right. and going like, through the drills. Now come out on the field. Let's let's have some fun. Uh, yeah, Coach O was on one. <laughs> um, but Brian Kelly, really, that team I thought was one of the most improved teams throughout the year. Yeah. And then you look, they're in the SEC championship game a year ago. Like LSU, then uh, they have uh, Florida State this weekend. I'm so fascinated on that by on Sunday. But tonight's Stoke is when things get off the ground. The Florida Gators traveling to Salt Lake City, Utah, and playing the 14th-ranked Utes on ESPN at 6 o'clock. And at the same time on Fox, you got Matt Rule's debut at Nebraska traveling 
to Minneapolis to play the Gophers of Minnesota, man. Yeah, and we got Nebraska next week. That's right. So, you know, that's one that you can really uh, keep your eye on and, and watch and see what they look like in their first week in action if, if they're going to be, you know, what, what type of team um, they're going to be this year. So I think that's a, that's a good watch for, for CU fans. Kind no of, question. Of, you know, and it's not in the middle of 50 other games. Right. Right? It's, it's really only one other one to, to compete which with. Which is a good one. Which it, is that Florida-Utah game, that was a great game last year. It was. Uh, and, and it projects to be another great game this year. It's going to, you know, what does Florida look like this year? With their quarterback uh, leaving Anthony Richardson, Utah is just kind of a well-oiled machine. So, some good ones. Love it. Yep, I love it. I cannot wait. I'm going to be all the way locked in on the edge of my seat tonight. Um I mean, I have to ask Ashley, like, you're you're doing nighttime. Like, you're doing nighttime tonight. And she'll say, like, okay, like every other night. <laughs> oh, stop. Like, okay, yeah, so what's different? Like, oh, you're, on the couch, you're on the couch watching TV. And I'm the okay, yeah. That's one thing I don't do is sit on the couch and watch TV until everyone's asleep. But, but if I said that in real life, she'd be like, what? She, like, laughed in my face. Um, we're live here at Slattery's Pub and Grill in the Tech Center. We're going to be here until 2 o'clock. Our lunch just arrived. Oh, my gosh. It looks so good. They have a fantastic menu, uh, fantastic drink selection that goes on and on. Uh, so consider dropping by, having some lunch, listen to us uh, forecast all things Broncos and Buffs and all that stuff. All right. Speaking of which, how about this conversation? Who has a better shot? to go over their season win total. The Broncos or the Buffs? That is coming up next. Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. shot to go over their season win total the broncos or the buffs fun conversation here uh there's optimism in both camps as uh both uh organization and university have someone new leading the charge you know when was the last time that the the, the broncos and buffs both had a new coach with the luster that both kind of carry in their own world like Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. Coaching CU still sounds a little bit funny coming out of my mouth, but then also so does Sean Payton coaching the Denver Broncos. Yep. Um, so, you know, it, I think both uh, programs are excited about the direction that, that they could be heading, right? But you got a new coach for a reason. You know, uh, you, you haven't been very good. And that, that goes for both, the yep. Broncos and, and the um, Buffs. It's been really bad, really, really bad. And so um, we're excited, we're optimistic, but, you know, this is football. It's not like uh, get LeBron James and we're good to go. Uh, it usually it takes a little bit more. Now, CU, they they're obviously have different rules than, than the Broncos, right? And I think they can, you know, flip this thing around a little bit quicker with the transfer portal. Um, but we'll see. Usually, it's it's a hard thing to do. It's a difficult thing to do when you're when you're talking about um, turning around a program and adding so many different pieces all at once. Usually, it doesn't just happen. 
Right. Like in a blink of an eye. It takes time. And you're playing good competition. Hey, how about the Broncos? Excited about some of the changes that they made, obviously. But on top of that, well, hey, you look across the street, you got Kansas City and the Chargers. Yep. Uh, you know, right. Um, and, and, and obviously those two teams are um, – Make life a little bit more difficult uh, for you, but it's. Um, I think we we're, we're all you know cautiously optimistic. I know I am. That's that kind of. I put my myself in that camp. Who are you more optimistic about for twenty twenty three? The Broncos or the Buffs? Well, are you going to ask me about the over total? Or are you just going to? I mean, you, is that where we're going? And that what you teased into? Sure, if you want to do that right this second, yeah. we can. Yeah, would lo- no better time than now. Who, we don't we give the people what they want. Who's got a better shot? to go over their season win total. The Broncos at eight and a half wins, so they'd have to win nine, or the Buffs at three and a half wins, so they'd have to win four. I got to go Buffs. I have to go Buffs. Um, and I say that, I mean, that number's so low. And we went through the we went through it yesterday. And they the, the talent that they brought in, I mean, you could see them, you know, beating CSU, beating um, Stanford, and beating Arizona State, and then, you know, give me one more game in there. I don't know. Is it against Arizona? Is it against um, – give me another team maybe. I mean, Arizona State's on the road, so I just want to uh, – uh, Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Arizona at home. It's not going to yeah. be easy. You know, maybe – and maybe maybe you get Nebraska. Maybe we get Nebraska. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Point yes, I mean, yes. It's not like you're a 27-point underdog. You're yep. at home. Yep. We'll see what Nebraska looks like tonight. So I'm going to go see you has a better chance of – when was the last time we had a re- winning record around here for the Broncos? 2016. Thank you. Right? Damn, Zach, that's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. The number's at eight and a half, and we got the Chiefs and the Chargers in our division. We play them twice. Not saying we can't beat them. Winning nine games in the NFL is hard. It's not an easy thing to do. And then when you had as much change as we've had here... New coach again for Russ. New offense again for Russ. Trying to establish a new culture. It doesn't just happen like that. And so um, nine games in the NFL in the AFC West uh, is, a, is a difficult task for this year. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I'm going to go with the CU Buffs. Okay. What do you think here? I Where ha- are you at? I happen to agree with you. I happen to agree. Because even think about the number of games that you're trying to build up from. The CU is trying to win three more games than the previous year. All right. The Broncos are trying to win, uh, well, I guess four more wins than the previous year, right, to get to nine. But I guess, you know what, that doesn't even quite make sense because there's more opportunities in the NFL. It's just a larger schedule. Um, but but here's the difference between CU and, and, and the Broncos. And I know the Broncos have some new players. But we don't even know who CU is. Like, we kind of know big chunks of the Broncos. Like, we've watched Cortland Sutton for years. We've watched Jerry Judy for years. Um, we know who Samaj P. Ryan is. We know who Bowles is. We know who, you know, Quinn Miners is and Lloyd Cushenberry. With CU, there is no familiarity. So the Broncos are trying to build up from a five-win team with largely the same cast. And CU is trying to build up from a one-win team to get to four. When everything's new, and in that situation, that's actually a good thing because of how talent poor uh, that that program was a year ago. Yeah, um, and you know, look no further than Saturday, and we'll, we'll, we'll we got to look at Nebraska tonight. We got to look at CU on Saturday, and the Broncos next week. I just think that you know the NFL it's tougher. It's 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 more difficult to flip things around. Uh, you know, like maybe if you drafted a. 
if you got Peyton Manning or if you drafted a, a number one overall quarterback. Uh, but other than that, you know, I think Sean Payton's going to have a big impact. I love that hire. Uh, but sometimes it just takes time, you know. Um, you're, you're not going to really out-athlete um, these other these other you know uh, teams in the NFL, so right. it's it just it just and and where the program has been in the NFL and and the Broncos have been it's it it just takes a little bit longer I believe than than college so uh, we'll see I mean we we've seen the impact of first year head coaches not for, uh, first first year head coaches yes yep, first uh, year yep saw it last year with Brian Dayball with the Giants who I didn't project to be a, a really good football team. And, and the Jets, I think, even, um, you know, for m- majority of the season, played better than I thought they would uh, with Robert Sala. Uh, but you, the, the coaching matters. It matters a lot. And hopefully we'll have a, a, a Sean Payton effect, and that will really help Russ be at his best. And then if that's the case, uh, now you could look at a, a 9-1 team. It's just hard. It's hard to uh, have a winning record in the NFL, especially when you've had so much change like the Broncos have. Yeah. Um who do you think needs it more? The Broncos. The Broncos need it more. Yeah, I think the Broncos need it more. You know, this is a Broncos state, town, all of that. Um, CU, the Broncos weren't the worst team in the NFL. True. CU is the worst program in all of uh, college sports. So to flip that around and turn that around, I just feel like it's um, much more difficult to do. You got more hype surrounding CU, though. Definitely. So, I, 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 you know, I, uh, you know, if Coach... If Coach Prime, or I'll ask you this, if Coach Prime um, wins, you know, two or three games, what does that do to his credibility, right? So then you look at it from that perspective, you say, it's got to be CU because he's got to continue to be able to recruit. He's not believable anymore if he only wins two or three games. I mean, what do you think? So you really just, you know, plucked half of the thought out of my head. I saw it. I saw it and I I grabbed it. I I wanted to say it. I think the team that needs uh, uh, to, to, you know, cover their – win total more is CU and get to four wins because Dion is building uh, and recruiting off of hype. And if he falls on his face, like him wearing sunglasses or, you know, uh, uh, you know, saying, you know, I ain't hard to find. It's just not as sexy. You're, you're, you're flipping this thing from irrelevant to sexy overnight. So, you know, if you're in someone's living room next year, showing a three game improvement, that's massive. Where with the Broncos, although I, uh, of course, they both need it desperately. Um, second longest playoff drought in the NFL after the the New York Jets that you just mentioned a few minutes ago. If it doesn't go well this year, there's kind of a fall guy in place. And that's Russell Wilson. And Sean Payton is under contract for the foreseeable future. Uh, it's just it's just different dynamics of like, like Prime is... Um, Prime is in such a unique spot. Is there any other coach right now in America, maybe other than, well, I'll I'll say this. Instead of having Prime surpass him, he's in the same category of being the face of a whole program like Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Dabo Sweeney. Like, Prime is the face of the whole university right now, and the shine will come off very quickly. Uh, if they go out and won two games, uh, and and then you got to go hit the recruiting trail. NFL, you can pay guys, you draft guys, and Prime right now, I think was on a little, uh, he was on uh, unequal footing in a good way, where he was able to go out and land a lot of these blue chip guys. I don't know if he'll be able to do the same thing next year if um, if things go sideways this year. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, I think I'm gonna change my answer there to uh, CU needs it more. 
Okay. I, I think I think they do to continue the momentum uh, that they, that they that Dion has built there. Continue to you know get five star recruits uh, because look, I mean if you're if you're if you're a, a two or three win team, I mean what what who's going to want to come to Florida and, and go to to Boulder and play college football? I, I, I'll just I'll play at Florida State. Yeah, sorry. And you don't know, forget I'll go to Alabama. I'll go to Georgia. I'm like I don't want to play for a bad program. Uh, so. I just think it's more important to keep that momentum, keep the flow of talent coming to Boulder uh, because he's done such a great job that you, you need to continue to uh, keep that momentum rolling. Last point I want to make on the heels of you just saying that, you know what CU doesn't have that some of the Florida schools have or will, you know, all around the country they have? NIL money. CU doesn't have a lot of it. Prime came out and said, if you're looking for the bag, don't come here. So you're kind of pitching it yourself and the other uh, more traditional stuff as opposed to the money. So if this doesn't go well, that will break ties, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, if you're not winning and you're not getting paid as a college athlete right now, then, nah. I mean, you're, you're looking to get paid. Yeah. You know, most of these guys are, and I don't blame them. So. Yep. All right. I uh, need, need, need to win. Good, good conversation as we're hanging out live at Slattery's Pub and Grill in the Tech Center. We love Slattery's and football's back. You're going to love it, too. It's your neighborhood sports bar here in the Tech Center. Uh, Every single game get here for opening weekend of college football. They open at 1030 every Sunday uh, during football season. They serve brunch until 2 o'clock with all college and pro games available. 24 beers on tap. Slattery's Pub and Grill is the place to be in DTC. Check out slatterypubandgrill.com for all their specials, promotions, and group bookings. All right, when we come back, I'm going to ask the question, is Russell Wilson being indirectly set up to fail? It's not as crazy as it sounds. Hang tight. I'll tell you why. Coming up next.